0: This is under the hood a podcast by le studio where we chat about the true ins and outs of entrepreneurship with real life innovators my name is Karine sarkissian and i'm sophie duray
1: this episode is actually the last of our second series a series that we are making on impact we are very excited to close it out with this episode that we called Le Studio Reacts, as usual. We're trying something a little bit different today, where Karine and I are actually going to ask ourselves like some questions and bring the three conversations that we've had during that series as examples.
0: Without further ado, let's get into it. Um, so as Sophie mentioned, we've outlined a couple of questions. But really, as our impact expert is Sophie Duray, We're going to go ahead and ask her the first question. I'm curious a little bit about your trajectory. How did you become an impact investor? How did you learn about impact investing? And sort of what was your first foray into the space? That's a story that I love to tell, actually.
1: It starts with me trying to find a way to change the world or have a positive impact on the world. And my idea was, as I was going through university, to go and work in the humanitarian space. So... On my last year of master's degree, I had to do an internship and I was supposed to go with the UN in Sierra Leone uh, for an internship a few weeks before. Actually, everything was canceled because things were happening in the field that the UN weren't comfortable getting interns there, which, you know, I'm grateful for, because that would have been difficult. Anyway, I had to find something else to do for my internship. And I was lucky enough that I had, you know, the right network, I ended up finding an internship with a company that was just started a family office based in Geneva in Switzerland. And that family office was focusing on investing with impact. And I didn't know anything about it. That was kind of the beginning of what impact investing was, it was in 2010. And I had the opportunity to go and learn In the field from scratch. So I moved to Mexico for a few months, worked with social entrepreneurs and impact investors there. And that was kind of like my first foray into impact investing. I fell in love with it. And obviously, I'm still doing it. So, you know, that was that was a great experience for me. What about you? Uh, what was your first step into impact investing? How did you learn about it?
0: Honestly, first, I love your story, Soph, because it's sort of like serendipitously how you fell into the space that ended up revealing so much about what was right for you. And I have to say, it was sort of similar for me. Initially, If for those of you that don't know me, my background is in art and design, and I was really focused on sculpture and design and finding specifically some love for the urban planning space. So I worked in that space for a long time and I was always tied to this like social environmental sector, and it was really important to me and basically, when I started the family office with my siblings, you know I was trying to find a way to like bring the social and environmental sides and sustainability sides of my previous jobs into this one and I did a lot of research and stumbled on impact investing as a space that was just the right fit for us honestly, it just I did a lot of research I understood that it was something that like had a different kind of impact because you as an investor, you get to move the needle. You get to choose what gets funded. You get to choose what gets a like future trajectory. And I think there's something really special there. And then obviously I met this amazing woman that's standing next to me. And it was amazing because we exchanged a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas. And initially from my research from desk research and conferences and building those strategies internally and then meeting you and sharing so many of the of the ideas and your knowledge on this. And then building that into the strategies of our family office and and what that looks like and now having you be part of the team. So I don't know. I just uh, so many different areas to it that I absolutely love. Actually,
1: that's a good segue into the next question that I have for you is what is your favorite part or element of impact investing from what you've seen these past few
0: years and what you've experienced as an impact investor? Interesting question. And... I actually want to pull from the last episode that we had with Kim Colt, who herself is an impact investor. If you haven't listened to the episode, it's super interesting. She's really amazing. And um, she talked about how impact investing is something that's so holistic, like it doesn't exist in one area. It doesn't exist in one specialty. But it comes full circle and it benefits like a variety of different areas and different kinds of people in a sense like, you know, you may have specific sectors to choose to focus on as an impact investor. And I think that's really important and really, really special. And I think that's the only way you can do your work well. But at the same time, if you think about it, if you're specifically focusing, let's say you're focusing on sustainability and sustainable investments that focus on the environment, the pieces that you can focus on on the social aspect are, as an impact investor, are looking at the equal opportunity on teams and DEI structures and different things like that that are being made deliberate as part of the companies and you what you're looking for as an impact investor. And then understanding that whatever you're investing in goes a little bit further than that because you understand things in such a holistic way. And for example, if you you know support a company that's doing something in the sustainability space, you're also looking at DEI structures in the company. You're looking at equal opportunity um, structures. As an impact investor, you're being very deliberate about these different pieces. And then not only is the company directly being sustainable, but you look at the way it's impacting a larger community, like paradigm shifts and larger aspects that you can track in a way that's quantitative and qualitative. But that's what I love about impact investing. It's just so, you don't think about things in silos. You think about things in a holistic way. But even though your focus may be a specificity in general. and I think that's quite special. How about you, Sof? Is there like a specific part, like a favorite element of yours of impact investing? I mean, there are a lot. And I think you touch upon the fact that,
1: you know, impact investing is about this holistic approach to investing where you look at all the different, as you said, PCs and everything else. So obviously there are a lot of different PCs that I love and different elements that I love in impact investing. My nerdy side is telling me to say that what i love is the data piece to it which is finding evidence and tracking metrics and making sure that you can show the world that you're actually making an impact and generating an impact but i think the more like qualitative aspect to impact investing that i love is the people that you get to meet and the people that are involved in that space people with the right intentions and the right values and i think that's something that's pretty unique to the space that gets us really excited
0: So, I mean, you kind of touch on this, but maybe you can tell us a bit more, like how important is impact for a specific company or like a specific business plan? Okay, so we're always talking about impact as like the Trojan horse of
1: what you're supposed to have in a business model, meaning that, you know, it's not a nice to have for a company, especially a young kind of early stage company, but it's a must have. And that's how important impact is in terms of, you know, you being a company, being a business and evolving on a market. You have to think of impact now, not because it's, you know, nice on paper, you can communicate about it, but because it's going to make or break your business over time, specifically because consumers are asking for it, regulations are changing. And generally speaking, the conditions that we are evolving in, we, we have to take impact into account whenever we're building something new. So I think my short answer is how important it is. It's super important.
0: Yeah, I mean, 100%, actually, it's something that we definitely teach at the studio. And I think we saw that a lot, even in the conversation you had with Julia, just as a core essential aspect that's binding to why the company exists and the the profit that it's making. and, And because people care. And, you know, we can't seem to ignore what's changing in the world with climate change, so many like differences in policies and things like that. I mean, we have a social obligation, environmental obligation to focus on those things. And actually, the companies we have in our portfolio that are particularly focused on impact are the ones that are honestly performing the best and that are having the highest returns and all of that because consumers also are a lot more conscious are looking for specificities that are impactful and spaces that are impactful and companies that are making an impact and that are cognizant and deliberate about it and I think it speaks to the numbers and we can see it so I like you can't really argue with it because it's factual as well and then so your expertise is really like impact tracking and reporting so can you tell us how can a company sort of keep track of their impact and how can they really just begin to do that yeah that's
1: one question that we always have generally speaking and even I think some of the conversations that we've had during this series have been kind of touching upon this where do you start I think we talked about intentions and visions earlier, but I think that's where you want to start. You want to make sure that the intention that you have for your company and for the product or service that you're going to have on the market is turned into a proper, tangible mission statement. And I think as soon as you have that North Star, you can start measuring success and track success over time based on that North Star, which is your mission statement, and you put your values and your intention into that mission statement. So I think that's one thing that we always talk about as like a starting point, a good
0: starting point for a company is looking into your mission statement. And I think one thing that we always say is within your mission, make sure you build out specific metric goals. However many people you want to reach or whatever areas you want to impact, all of these different things should be in your mission. So you align both the employees as part of the company, but also the customers. So everyone's sort of understanding where the common goal is and what the common impact is. And of course, I mean, we're happy to talk more about these when we do workshops and things like that. But there are a lot of internal strategies that allow you to think about all the aspects and all the universe of the company in a sense like who you're working with, not only who are you serving, not only who's in the company, but what do the vendors look like um, as you're part of your value chain and also different aspects, for sure. I also want to add something to that.
1: We've talked about with Yulia again during our conversation. And I think one interesting thing that she mentioned during our conversation was from the get-go, their mission statement or like their mission was extremely clear with her co-founder at CNote. She's saying that after all these years that they've been around and being very successful, the mission statement hasn't changed. The way that they do things has changed. But the mission statement hasn't changed, and they're always looking towards this goal as a company and as, you know, as a team as well, which I think shows how important it is to set it up from the get-go. And, I mean, these examples are good examples of how easy is it to start with your impact strategy, basically. Talking about the next thing, we often have questions around, like, the possible challenges that, you know, measuring and tracking impact brings. So, Karen, do you have any examples or do you want to talk about
0: this a little bit? I think one of the challenges, at least that we are facing when we talk to our community is people think impact comes later. And I know you talked about like, let's set it up early, but really set it up early because it does make a difference. And then, but specifically when you're talking about tracking and measuring, you just have to find the model that's right for you and i think impact measuring and monitoring can be done with data that's both qualitative and quantitative while quantitative is a lot easier to track you know you can look at your carbon footprint all these different pieces but i think there's a lot of the qualitative pieces that come into it play as well like going out and doing interviews with different communities seeing if what you're actually providing them is impactful understanding if they've changed specific habits or if anything and like sort of understanding the larger changes or even the small minute ones because like really being impactful it can start as small as you'd like, and then continue to grow. I think, and it's just about understanding that it's a balance of the two. So that's one thing, because that you know measuring the qualitative side is a little bit different. And then I talked about the different sectors. I think that's an important piece to be mindful of. When Harry Rappaport from Urchinomics and I were chatting in the first episode of this series, we were talking a little bit about how Urchinomics is focused on the ocean and how tracking those metrics around kelp restoration and reforestation, all those different aspects, is measured very differently because the impact measuring—it's always been there, but it's a newer—it's newer strategies, it's a newer space, and sectors that are different, such as oceanography or the ocean in general, don't have all the specific metrics or even units of measurement that are set up. So I think there's still understanding that it's a space that's growing, that's evolving, and then looking at the people that are making a difference in those spaces and turning to them and trying to face those challenges. Like, okay, there aren't specific, like, strategies set into that what can we do and how can we set that up and how can we grow that i think that's definitely like when i think about it the differences of the different spaces different sectors the limited knowledge but as well as now it has definitely it's becoming more of a buzzword as well so like making sure that it's, that's not being lost in there but really leveraging that impactful like impact investing community and like finding those resources together i don't know so if, like anything else i've missed what do you think
1: No, I like everything that you mentioned. I think specifically the impact investing space in general is so interesting because of these challenges. And, you know, with challenges come opportunities and that's exactly what you just mentioned like you can create your own standards and you can create standards for your industry as well if they're not existing as in the case of harry and the ocean space i think there's a lot to be done still and that's why it's so fascinating and i think it's important that every one of us in the space try to have that awareness that we're still building everything around impact investing and it's not going to be perfect, but you know, a company is not going to be perfect from the get-go and you still can progress and you still can make a difference as you go along and as you grow. So I think that's how I would look at it. And specifically for impact tracking, like start small, measure what matters for you as a company, go back to your mission statement again, and make sure that you're measuring what, you know, matters for your specific vision and then take it from there step by step.
0: I think that is a good segue to the next question. What do you think makes impact investing so significant for our modern economies? I asked this to Kim Colt actually on our on the last episode um and I do want to call out her answer one of the things you know it's important to think about how the world is changing, both from the economy, obviously the huge impact and negative repercussions of climate change. I think it's like something we just can't ignore anymore. Kim called that out and also talked about the importance of policy and policy change and understanding that things are slowly changing, but it's becoming an urgency that a lot of our governments are also becoming more and more aware of, while also there are a lot of selfish agendas as well. So I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges around that, but definitely makes it extremely significant to the way the world is growing and moving.
1: Yeah, and I think if you narrow it down to the people and the consumers and, you know, beneficiaries and and users, this is where it all happens. And we mentioned it earlier in the conversation, but the new generations, which are also the new consuming generations, are not going to accept products that are going to be wrong for the environment, wrong for society. That's not something that's acceptable anymore. We've seen boycotts, we've seen seen controversies. So even if there's no regulations, even if companies are not looking into it, you're losing market share because you're not taking it into account in the way that you're building your business model. So how significant it is for our modern economies, I would say if we want to continue consuming the way that we're consuming, we will have to have that conversation very early on whenever we're you know, looking into solving or like pro- producing something new for the markets.
0: I mean, that's to say that it has to be happening now already. (laughs) Okay, and then this is a tough question, but I'm going to direct it to you, Sophie. But what do you think is missing today in the market for impact investing to continue to be growing? I think there's still a need
1: for education around everything impact. A little bit of, you know, what we were just talking about is, you know, why impact measurement and why impact strategies are important. How do they fit within our economies and how do they fit within our kind of like capitalistic system? Education around how can you create products and services that are more positive than negative in terms of production and distribution and recycling. So there's that bit where education is still going to be a part of making sure we can move the needle with impact investing. And then I think building the right infrastructure and ecosystem is going to be very important as well. So whenever we're teaching entrepreneurship and innovation, at least at Le Studio, we try to include impact in the conversation always because there has to be part of any of the structures and anything, any of the processes. that we're basically building with, you know, companies that we work with. And I think that should be the case pretty much everywhere, but it's going to take a little time for impact to infiltrate all the infrastructure that we have, or for the infrastructure to kind of change over time. What do you think would be the next big step to make
0: impact investing more mainstream? I mean, I think awareness, 100%, as you called out, but also anything that you do actually contributes to a much larger ecosystem. So even the smallest changes, that's where it starts. And then it becomes, that's how paradigm shifts start, you know, that you got to start influencing people by doing good, step by step, it's not going to happen overnight, you can expect things to happen overnight. And then honestly, it's going to be the larger players, the larger corporate players, because their footprint in general, and you know, they're having such a large effect on if you want to just take like global warming in general, like if those big players were to cut things, but I think that all comes back to awareness.
1: Okay, so talking about
0: how we can start with the smallest thing. I love
1: it, by the way. I think that's very true. Any resources or tools that we've been using or that we can maybe recommend or talk about here. First of all, there's a lot of resources available online, which makes it easy. If you want to start your education on impact, you can kind of go online. There are now really well-known standards that you can go into and, and use as a base for your impact strategy. I'm thinking, you know, indicators and metrics that you can find in database. The UN is actually really good at sharing guidelines. And you have also national initiatives in your own, you know, geographies and countries where you can find the right information that you need to kind of start with. Then you can always talk to experts or people that know about impact investing and impact measurement. And that's something that actually Yulia from CNOTE mentioned during our conversation She said that this is basically how she started learning about how they could track and measure impact was by talking to people that knew about it. So that was one way of doing it. And I think that's very smart. And then there are, you know, these standards and labels that you can look into as well that are giving you the guidelines and the structure that you need to kind of move forward with your impact strategy. I'm thinking B Corp and that type of thing. So I would start with what exists and
0: uh, you can find that pretty much easily online and with the people that know about it. I just want to add one thing to what you said. So not only is about finding the resources because there are so many and there's a lot of noise. This is my personal advice. Choose not all 17. Choose a couple of the SDGs and look deeply into them. Look at the indicators that are under each. Look at all the different strategies. Look at ways of improving each part of your business step by step. Instead of trying to do it all quickly, take your time with it. And those resources will be the most useful resources you can find but they can be overwhelming because it is a big thing it is a big restructuring for a company if it's not built in that's why build it in earlier is <laughs> important but i think all of those pieces are so important and crucial to remember
1: and come to us i mean this is where we can help this is what we thought when we built the studio we was giving access to all of these tools, or at least making them accessible in a way that, you know, it's easily implementable at the level of companies that are young, that grow fast, they want to change the world. So yeah, I think that's definitely a conversation you can have with us as well. Okay, I think on on this, we're going to close it out for this Studio Reacts on our Series 2 on Impact. We hope that you enjoyed our chat. It was a little bit different from the first Le Studio React. We decided that we wanted to have more of a conversation and share a little bit more about our own personal story around the topic that we address. We love this series, obviously, because it you know, uh, featured a lot of different experts and people that we love. And that was very exciting to get into Impact. I'm sure we m- will go back to it at some point because that's such a large topic that I feel like, we'll have more to say about it in the future.
0: And as Sophie mentioned, we're always here to answer your questions. So thank you once again to our amazing guests as part of this series and all the other series that we've held, to our listeners for following us and continuing to follow us on our journey. Thank you again so much for listening and definitely continue to follow us, share your comments, whether on our community or on Instagram and LinkedIn at Lucio.io. We are always trying to make things better, to improve, And really, you drive the work that we do, and we're so grateful for that. So definitely follow us on social media and let us know what you think. Thank you so much. Thank you.